0: Oh,
1: okay. guys in the Gulf.
0: Right, you want to do introductions again? Yeah, no, you send it, mate. hey <laughs> right, guys. Welcome to uh, episode three of uh, Guys in the Gulf. Uh, thanks for everyone that's uh, sticking around with us. It's good to be here, mate. I'm Mikey Cunningham. This is me mate Ash Garner. Yep, and uh, yeah, we started this podcast a couple of weeks ago now, so... Um, yeah, it's uh, going pretty good, mate. I'm feeling a lot better about it than I was the first time we sat in here and uh, kicked it off. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's going pretty good.
1: Yeah, well, even even episode two, like, we just seemed to flow a bit better. There yeah. was no, no cuts in it either, where episode one, I spent a lot of time in editing, yeah. sort of going through, where we're like, oh, what are we up to again? You know? Yeah, yeah so but like, episode two, there, yeah, zero cuts. And yeah, it was good just to
0: just sit down and have a yarn and just have a chat, just like we usually would. Yeah, that's it, and hopefully, obviously, as we get you know down the road a bit we'll get um hopefully just get better and better and it'll become sort of more natural and yeah trying to yeah
1: yeah so people on people have been listening on spotify you can watch us um on youtube um we are on other streaming platforms as well but those are the two main ones yeah definitely yeah um so yeah, get amongst them. Um, yeah, share them with your friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, make sure you hit that like and share and subscribe, oh, okay, yeah. especially on uh, your Spotify and things like that. Make sure you click the little dots there and go in and automatically download episodes, okay? So uh, that way, you always have them when you're traveling around, you go in bush out of out of phone range or whatever, they're always there, so. Yeah. Um,
1: well, when we first started, that was one of the things I had envisaged is when people are driving up from, say, Melbourne, what, four days drive or whatever to come up here. Yeah. Like you'll have a group of, of three blokes in the car and, and just have four of our podcasts downloaded and yep. they'll just be listening, just absorbing content from this region as they drive up and getting, getting all hyped up about... <laughs> About yeah. their trip, you know, that, that's what I envisaged when we first
0: started this podcast. Hopefully, so. yeah, they can learn something too. So, <laughs> you never know, mate. <laughs> maybe, maybe from you. <laughs> oh, no, I think we we go all right, mate. So, um, so yeah, massive thanks to all those people that uh, subscribed and um, uh, watched the YouTube channel and uh, downloaded the podcast on Spotify. Um, especially, we got uh, we oh, got One lonely bloke from Belgium, okay? So uh, special shout out to old mate from Belgium. If you're in the stats, it's like 99.9% of our our listeners are from Australia. (laughs) One. (laughs) One from Belgium. So uh, so if you're still listening, mate, make sure you send us a message. Send us a DM or something while they're on our Facebook page. Jump on their uh, uh, guys in the golf on uh, Facebook and uh, send us a uh, (laughs) uh, direct message, mate, and uh, see if we can't do something for you. So uh, that's pretty cool. So... Oh, what's, what's been happening this week, mate? Oh, look. Uh, yeah, well, well, you and I went fishing yesterday. We did go fishing yesterday, mate. That was, uh, a
1: yeah, pretty good day on the water. Yeah, well, it's always it's always eventful, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so you'd been you'd been to work so well i tried to go to work yeah um, yeah.
0: yeah, so we went the the plan plan was yeah the plan was to go out and meet each other out after i finished work but obviously i left a couple of hours before you about three hours or so before you um so i could go and do my run and um and then meet you sort of as the tide was nearly nearly the top of the tide which i ended up getting down the river and just because the way the weather and everything is here, and as we spoke about, I think in that first episode, um, you know, things can impact the tides and stuff here. So um, when I got down there, there wasn't quite enough water to get to all my pots. So I had a quick, very quick run around, and then um, ended up going to uh, our rendezvous point and um, and doing a bit of fishing whilst um, you got out. But it was very, very shallow getting out.
1: Yeah, mate. Well, you so, say I don't know how you got out. Your boat must use like must have, need no water because when I came out. Two hours after you, <laughs> which was probably only an hour and a half before the high. Like, so there should have been plenty of water coming in. Like, some of the some of the spots I went through were, yeah, uh, three hundred deep. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I, like I'm on the plane, tr- just praying that I don't get real shallow water. I'm just <laughs> holding on for dear life. Every now and then, going do do, like just hitting the bottom. I'm like, oh, I'm turning around. There's all mud coming up. I'm like, oh, please, don't be a log. Please, don't be a log. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, it was no. uh, that sort of a crabber's life, a fair bit though, mate. Always oh, in the shallow yeah. water, and you'd and, never do
1: that on a dropping tide though. You, you oh, don't. No, you uh, don't want to no. be in a spot like that if if it's a dropping tide. No. The only reason I was I was doing what I did was was I knew the tide was still coming in so yeah. if you do get stuck it'll be 20 minutes a little bit more water will come in yeah and and you'll be able to go out yeah.
0: and, and that's the thing on those flats too because it is very flat there so um if you do get stuck anywhere as soon as you get a few inches of water then you'll be right to go the, the whole rest of the way so yeah um the big thing is i suppose when you are doing those sorts of things if you know where you're going you know there's no rocks or anything like that um, yeah, you just if you can stay up on the plane and plane the whole way through those sections. Yeah. Because um, as soon as you come off the plane, obviously, uh, you know you're not going to get back on the plane again. In that shallow water. And in fact, in my boat, like if, if I had to come off the plane when I was travelling out, I would never. Have, I wouldn't wouldn't have moved at all because yeah. I was probably only in. You know, six inches of water at best. So I had my engine trimmed all the way up, and I had a, uh, a uh, rooster tail out the back, which was mostly just mud. Right, so I was uh, yeah, <laughs> aquaplaning uh, pretty much across the top of the mud flats there, but um, but made it out and. Uh, yeah, got, um, got into one of the little coastal creeks that we uh, planned to meet at. Yeah, that was the
1: plan, to uh, go into some hidden little coastal creeks mm. that, we, that we discovered only recently.
0: Yeah, yep, maybe this year. Yeah. And, so uh, we've talked about that heaps of times, about, you know, you'd live here a lifetime, you're always finding new spots, and yeah. that, that was one of them, you know, doing a job earlier this year. We've already uh, found, that,
1: on the way home, yeah. found
0: that creek on the way home and, and got a few barrows there that time. So yeah. thought we'd go back and have a look. It was fairly different conditions this time, um, different time of year as well. Yeah but, um, but I remember yeah, the water man. being
1: crystal clear last time yeah but this yeah. time it was it was really dirty yeah it was a bit even dirty, though yeah. the tide was coming in
0: yeah yeah I think just because those big storms and stuff out out to sea and um, yeah, they wouldn't and help. we've had a lot bigger tides although it wasn't a, a big tide yesterday a lot bigger tides of the night time have been washing that um, that dirty water you know making that water real dirty out the front and obviously that's running into those smaller creeks and making them dirty so it was completely different to earlier in the year which was sort of still the dry season almost you know yeah um, so it was fairly different, but, you know, we had, had a pretty good time in there, had a look around. We got, um, uh, got a couple of fish in there, and yeah, I mean... Yeah, well, the, 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 the first fish of the day was a barret. I uh, think, you, you, from you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no was yeah. A, oh, a little, no, little, I, I, little rat. When, when I first got there, before you arrived, I'd got one queenie there, oh. um, out, there out the front, um, just while I was waiting. And then, um, yeah, once you arrived, then I jumped in with you, yeah. and then, um, yeah, we cruised up that creek. And then, yeah, that's right, we, um went up there and got one little rat and got it on the um Alpha Yabby, mate, oh. the, the uh, little Yabby. So um, yeah, I was pretty stoked about that on the chopper rod as well. So um, oh, yeah. pretty sure, yeah, it was, it was yeah, on it the chopper was, rod. Yeah. And then uh, straight up, uh, next, car, that was undersized, that bar. Um, but um, that straight up, next gas got a little flathead as well. Which we don't normally get any flathead here, well, very rarely yeah. get flathead. Although last summer in that, creek, I think we got a flathead, yeah. On on flat yep. yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, that's what those Alpha Yabbies were designed for, for flatty fishing. <laughs> yeah Floodhead and whining and whatever but yeah obviously um, I follow them guys and um, yes they're made by Alpha Blokes they're yeah Yeah, the Alpha Blokes podcast they've They've started making lures. Yeah, yeah, Alpha lures. Yep. So they got the Alpha Alpha Abbey. So this is the OG one, the um, the pink sort of coloured one. I think they got a couple of different ones out now. But um, but yeah. So um, yeah, I bought a few packs of them because the guy that actually makes them, um, um, uh, Lure Labs, uh, is the uh, fellow's name. He was on the podcast there a while back. Yeah, we listened to it together. that one Yeah. yeah and then I, I've actually bought his lures before, and we yeah. used them on the houseboat, and they they were going on. That was so we one were, of the
1: best um, houseboat sessions, or well, probably the best. Yeah session we've yeah. ever had. Yeah, we got a heap. I reckon we were even joking about it while we were videoing and I remember saying that like we could edit this up as we, we were recorded for like an hour mm. and like it was just fish after fish, barra, yeah. barra, barra. Double hookups yeah, after double hookups. And, and I was like, oh, we could just leave this unedited. Mm. you know.
0: Yeah, it would have been a good one to live stream that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was there was barry everywhere that night. But yeah, those um lure labs, lures, they were just they were unreal. Yeah. The, um a few different si- a few different sizes and types as well. Yeah, so the little we, um, tiny curly
1: tails up to some bigger paddle t- paddle tails, were they?
0: Some paddle tail ones, yeah. And then um there was also like the um like jerk shad type ah, so That's right, with a little tiny
1: fork on the end. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah sort of like your gulps sort or of Z Mans and things like that. But um for that colour, um, that like light green sort of colour with that fleck in it, that was um, that was working real well that night mate so um we got amongst that so um yeah so we fished in those creeks there um got a big queenie um that was on the goal i thought it was a barra at first so oh, wow. i hit but he, uh, <laughs> there was uh, something buffering up in these snags and well i was pretty confident it was a big barra sitting in there and as a boat sort of uh, maneuvered around a bit and i was sitting up the front and in behind this snake and a couple of twitches and wolf and i thought i had a real good bar at yeah. first i was very excited and uh, swam straight back towards us under the boat out the back and and then jumped and realized i was a bloody uh queenie but yeah. still was
1: pretty good fish yeah so, in the footage um, of course you can see i'm un- un- unhooking a catfish in the background <laughs> but yeah no that was a
0: good fish still to get in and uh, oh yeah uh, Into tiny creek as well. Yeah, very, very, very tight <laughs> country. So, uh, yeah. Big fish in a small creek. Yeah. yeah. So, no, well, it was good fun. Um, and the storm started building around us. Yeah, storm started building around us, although we went out of that creek and then we went back around to the next one. Oh, and yeah, I got a little go one there. Yeah. yeah, oh, well, when I say little, it was uh, 54 and
1: a half centimetres. <laughs> yeah. I was spewing. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that yes. was all right still. Yeah, I so think, here, yeah. here in the Northern Territory, yeah, 55 was our legal size limit yeah. for
0: Baramundi. So yeah, 54 <laughs> and a half. Yeah, yeah, couldn't quite stretch him. So um, well, that was all right. We come back um, come back out the front and um, mucked around for a bit. You might've got some drone shots and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I and, did, um, yeah.
1: and it's, it's so different for just traveling a little bit further. Mm. and where we are like just if you just pop out of the MacArthur it's just all mangroves and mud yeah. where, where this was some sand and yeah different really nice colours country. yeah it looks only a few kilometres away but it, it's so different
0: yeah, yeah no it's really really nice country in there though and there's yeah some good creeks in there we went down to the, the other one another creek yeah. down, and, and um, had a look in there and then um yeah just sort of slowly um came back towards home and then pulled up at one spot on the way home which we've fished at a few times before and um yeah, the water I didn't think was gonna be any good, but when we got there it actually looked almost perfect. So um, we pulled up and had a bit of a fish there and then Yeah, ended up getting a few barra in there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, ended up getting um, I think I got four barra there, three legal size and one under undersize. Yeah. So three legal ones only sort of just legal, sort of fifty-seven to fifty-nine. Um, but, um, but yeah, good, really nice fish. So nice, clean silver. This fish. is all allegedly. No GoPro on his boat, so there's no evidence of this. Yeah, yeah, I think mean, my I mind did, wasn't I really did. impressed.
1: <laughs> three barrows in three casts. And oh, he got three three legal barrows in three casts. Yeah, and I'm still sitting over here like getting snagged, losing lures, re rigging over here
0: haven't even had a cast yet. (laughs) No, so that was was good fun, mate, sitting there. We ended up being there for probably an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, I ended up getting a couple of barra there as well. Oh, yeah, you you did after that. Yeah, Yeah. you got a couple of barra, so uh, we took you off suicide watch after that, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so no, that was good. Good afternoon, mate. And, uh, yes, decided to uh, pack in with the storms bloody rolling in. Oh, in every direction around (laughs) us. Decided to, uh, yeah, start heading home and... Um, yeah got most of the way <laughs> and then yeah it just uh, opened wall up wall of black in front of us and yeah we slowed down I offered Mikey a jacket but he assured me he was alright so yeah oh, uh, nice. We kept poker logs steady. It and, the best uh, shower I've had in months. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely belted down. Absolutely, uh, not for a real long, probably nah. only 15, 20 minutes or something. but absolutely belted down. It was segment. bad enough, you, you, I couldn't travel fast. I was, I still had the bimini down from, yeah. from
1: fishing. So uh, yeah, when I was traveling along on the plane, like I couldn't, like the this, the wall of water hitting my face, it was, it was like being sandblasted. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to stop and get the bimini up and then I could stand under the bimini and stay on the plane. And, yeah. and, and just stay out. Just the water coming there, the really protected me a little bit. Well, well that's it. People
0: haven't, that haven't experienced it before, like when you get those tropical storms like that, the the rain is like we've just been out in the sun. It's 45 degrees plus, 100% humidity. Yes. Um, dead calm. Dead still and then you get in under one of those storms and the, the temperature drops to below 20 straight away yeah. and then it starts raining and when it rains, the, the raindrops aren't like normal raindrops, they're, they're huge, you, you almost think it's hailing sometimes. Yeah. And, and if you're driving in a boat or something like that uh, or a motorbike or, or anything, uh, anything outside and you, you're getting hit by those raindrops, it bloody, it hurts like it's hailing on you. So uh, so yeah, it's not, not real fun but um, cooled us down and give the boats a bit of a clean out anyway. So, um, but yeah, with that we've had actually a really good start to the wet season this year. After they've predicted that it wouldn't be that good, that's right. Um, I mean, we've only had what the last week we've had, um, you know, three or four days of good rain. And and when I say good rain, really good rain. I mean, um, a couple of days ago we got forty mils in the morning in a downpour, and then in the afternoon we got another uh, inch or so in the afternoon so. Yeah, um, well
1: typically one of the sort of local phrases that we use here is like oh we don't really get, the rain doesn't really start until Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, and yeah so anything before that's really a bonus you know like usually it's just a, a storm here or a, yeah little scattered storms and that but we've, we've had genuine rain like yeah. yeah it's actually
0: proper proper rain yeah. yeah and it's yeah I mean it was sort of predicted um uh, lately it's been predicted that we we're going to have big rain but the, the overall season outlook hasn't looked that great for a good wet season yeah um which was a bit concerning to start with but now we've had you know we've had heaps and you know actually the other day I was um in the boat just uh Organised, you know, loaded up, fueled up, uh, ready to go to work, and um, that uh, first big storm rolled in, and it just absolutely belted down, and just didn't look like any signs of slowing down. Yeah. Um, checked out the uh, the weather radar. There's uh, lightning everywhere on the satellite um, infrared radar, and it's uh, yeah, lightning all around, and, <laughs> and 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 still building up behind it. So, yeah. uh, so uh, with a few concerns, I uh, packed it in for a while, and I uh, thought I'd go home on the way home guys that were staying at our lodge there <laughs> they'd, they'd gone out in choppers that day to go fishing so um, um when they left it was you know clear blue skies almost so they still had all that stuff out in the in the backyard sort of thing in the back of the utes and so uh yeah quickly ran home found a tarp and covered all their stuff uh-huh. up their angles and all their all their spare beers and and uh, all, all their gear so covered that up and you know then they got back They'd had a big storm up with owl fishing, and then um, when they got back, only one chopper came back, and ended up working out that they had a flat battery, and the other one they couldn't get it started, and it was parked on the beach. So, with the tide coming with, in. With the tide coming in, although um, yeah, I think they, they would have been pretty safe, um, you know, but. Um, but yeah, they um, yeah needed twenty-four volt jump pack or something to get the get the uh, machine started again. So we ended up uh, pulling a couple of batteries out of the boat and and uh, getting a couple of sets of jump leads for them so they could um, jump start that machine and get it back home, uh, which they did. But in the um, <laughs> in between all, all this, obviously they had to refuel the uh, the first chopper and drove the Toyota with the drums on the back straight out into the uh, black soil behind the lodge and uh, got bogged to the <laughs> to the
1: doors. That's amazing that black. soil. So as soon as you get some water in it, it just uh, you, 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 if
0: you go under that crust, it just turned in, into soup below. It. Oh, that's it, and you know it is a bit of a water course out there, and you know it, you know you get 40 mils like that straight up. Um, you know it's bloody, uh, yeah, it it just turns to soup straight away if yeah. you drive on it and you break that crust. You're right to just you, we, we've been there ourselves a few times, haven't we, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, one years, even few years ago. Yeah. Do recall. That was um, a bullfrog trip. Yeah, it was a bullfrog trip. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, the, the, the common saying around here when it starts getting wet is uh, if you're off the red, you're dead. So if you're off the red dirt, the hard, hard compacted soil, you're uh, you're going to get bogged. So uh, so you got to be pretty careful with that. But uh, we got him out eventually after. Well, I, I hooked my Toyota up with a winch and yep. winched him for about 15 minutes and uh, you know moved him a few meters forward and just couldn't quite pop it out of the ground yeah. there. So I, I came and uh, asked you for some assistance. You brought your uh, your year around and. Hooked up the snatch strap and um still you know couldn't quite get him budged just so yeah. re- re- removed all our vehicles and, and tried to pull him out backwards after disconnecting his trailer oh, and pushing that out, right. out of the road ended up uh hooking up backwards and try to pull him and <laughs> pull him out backwards to no avail again with a winch and snatch strap yeah and then um yeah, luckily the uh, couple other guys turned up <laughs> and they had a uh, Ram 1500 which is all done up and a lot heavier than uh, probably both our cars put together. So. Yeah,
1: with a 5.7 litre um, Hemi, yeah, yeah. yeah, the big <laughs> Ram,
0: so uh, it was all, yeah, fully churned too, had a nice note to it, uh, but yeah and, and uh, after we broke Mikey's uh, snatch strap, <laughs> uh, yeah. we uh, he got a uh, he had a brand new one there, a much bigger snatch trap and yeah. a bit longer, and got a big run up. <laughs> he went full sand.
1: Well, he did get we'll, full we'll upload the little snippet. Eh? We'll yeah, yeah.
0: We'll put, social... we'll put a little snippet there. So when this comes out, check out our Facebook page and uh, yeah, we'll. He, uh, he, he committed. Yeah, fully <laughs> committed. Yeah. Like I said to Mikey, well, he's, he's only going to get the tow bar or the you one or the other. So <laughs> something's definitely coming anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so it turns out uh, the fellow that did that, he's a, a fellow YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, was that we're yeah. talking about the T- pub? T- sunburn
1: fishing, yeah. So for yeah. for years, I've sort of had the monopoly here, like for making making YouTube videos. Yeah. Like people come all the time and they'll they'll make a video of their trip to here or their trip fishing here or they spend a week here and that uh, then they'll upload it. But but uh, for someone that actually makes them regularly here, yeah, if, if anyone ever types in the words Macarthur River, Borroloola, Canning Bay, um, of anything like that, and like all my videos will just. Stack up, you know, but yeah, Thumbburn fishing. Turns out someone else has is, uh, is, uh, come onto my ground, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so he's been here um, nah. plenty of times before, and um, and uh, so we were just talking about it earlier. like he chases big barra, like yeah. that's, his, that's his main thing, so yeah. he loves his big fish, so um, and and yeah, he seems to be pretty bloody good at it too, so absolutely, um, yeah. We got through had, some photos with him last night, yeah, and had a few beers with him, and yeah. I think yesterday he went out um, and he got, uh, what, first troll, he got a... Uh, 90, 96, 96, I think. I yeah. think it's on his
1: Instagram you can see it,
0: Thumbburn Fishing. Yeah, yeah, th- uh, yeah, Thumbburn, not Sunburn, Thumbburn. Thumbburn, one word. So that's the name of his boat too. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, so um, he just... Up the, I think the roper and, and the lemon um, fishing up there again, chasing big barra. Um, and then now he's here and he's here for about a week. and I think there's a maybe a chance he might try and do a collab with him or something like that. I think so, yeah. Hopefully, and, uh, yeah. Uh, to we'll take him. a couple of boats out, yeah. yeah. Take a couple of boats if you out, jump in
1: with me and get. Um, yep. he, he's got his son here, one of his sons here at the moment as well, yep. who also loves catching big barra. <laughs> yeah, well, not we all, but yeah. Um, uh-huh. Well, be- <laughs> Some
0: are more successful at it than others. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely seems to uh, yeah have the uh, the good oil on the, on where the big girls are at. I think he uses his sounder a lot, which is absolutely which is something that um, you know. Some people do, some people don't. And, and uh, you know, like myself, well, in my work but I don't even have a transducer on my work boat at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, you know, I, I don't tend to rely on it too much. I prefer to fish like you and I were yesterday, where we're, you know, up a small creek or on the, you know, rock bar or something like that, and we're flicking lures and we're almost sight fishing for barrows. So, yeah, like, hunting yes.
1: around, casting in places. You think, oh, there's a nice looking stag there on a ledge. You yeah. know, oh, I can imagine a barrow being there. So you you cast into there that sort of thing that's yeah just hunting around for them
0: yeah that that's our sort of uh, you know uh, preferred uh, method Um, however having said that you know, obviously the technology is there; it's available for people. So, um, like Dunburn, he's obviously got a decent sounder in his boat, um, and he actually goes along and, and marks good fish, um, uh, watches what they're doing, seeing where they are in the water column, if they're right at the bottom or in the you know mid-water at the top, yeah. and then works out what lures to use. And, um, and then mostly, I think trolling, which is obviously you know if you want those big girls, you pretty much live baiting or trolling is 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 the way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I've only ever got one metery but that was um cast and retrieve but again that was in a small rock bar where you know water's pushing in over a shallow section and you know the bar is stack up there but you know in the um uh you know the channels of the big rivers and things uh you know i think you pretty much have to be trolling you have to get those lures right down
1: yeah um, yeah And um, he he doesn't i don't think he looks for like one or two fish like he's looking for for groups yeah groups of schools and then he'll constantly troll get just annoy the crap out of them yeah um until one decides to take a
0: lure yeah so he's been looking around the last few days and he reckons there's plenty of big barras hanging yeah, around at down, the moment t- down towards the mouth yeah. so and this time of year obviously for people that don't know um if you haven't done any barra fishing maybe and you're just listening to this maybe old mate from belgium hasn't caught a barra before <laughs> um, so what happens is um uh barramundis change their sex okay so they're all barramundis uh barramundi are born male and then once they uh, reach a certain size around that sort of 50 to 60 centimetres they turn female so, um, and they need to be in the salt water to do that, and then they breed at this time of year. So October, November, December—that's when they're spawning. So they're they're they're, uh, they're breeding. The uh, the barrows are getting it on. Yeah. So, so, um, so they head down towards the mouths. So the... He- they head down to the mouths of the rivers. Um, you know, uh, they they need salt water, so they can only breed in salt water. So that's why you have. Uh, empowerment fishing and stuff like that. There's a lot of them in um, in Q- Queensland, uh, yep. Central Queensland, uh, North Queensland. A lot of empowerment fishing, even at Mount Isa. You know, you yeah. have got uh, uh, the lake there, which you can catch, go and catch barra at. But they're all stocked. They don't yeah. barra, barra can't breed so in a, the freshwater. A, a water. meter barrow there will still be a male. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah and That's why they, I call them bull barramundi. You know, like yeah, they, they've got huge. those huge shoulders on them. They look like bulls. You know, yeah. like and, that. And
0: you know. 20 30 40 kilo yeah. fish so um, but that yeah that's why they get bigger as well because they're, they're not swimming in the um, in the currents and things like that they're in, in you know impoundments or whatever but but they are they're, they're all stocked they're, they're all those dams and lakes and things like yeah. that they're all, they're all stocked fish uh, because you do need salt water for barramundis to reproduce and the reason for that is is that the eggs when the um, uh, when the eggs are first released what, ha- what happens is they need the salinity levels of the water to be high enough so that the eggs are buoyant okay so in fresh water the eggs aren't buoyant enough then they'll sink and die. Whereas oh. in salt water, if the salinity's hot, like, uh, high, at a high enough level, um, the eggs will float, and then they can drift off at high tides up into the um, uh, mangrove forests and things like that at the mouths of the big rivers. Um, yeah, okay, and, so, and that's where they breed up. So I wonder in the fresh water
1: if they still try. They still lay the eggs and they just sink and die. Yeah, maybe that's a good
0: question. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a, we'll have to.
1: Any uh, marine biologists out there to yeah. <laughs> let us know? No,
0: call in, <laughs> call email in. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what well, that's what happens with Barrow. I think there's other, other fish that do it as well. But um, uh, yeah, barrow are definitely. Um, um, uh, what are they called? Half hermaphrodites. Uh, they yeah or, yeah they change oh, sex. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a name for it. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah, they, they do change sex. So they're all born male and they turn to female. And um, and that's why the big fish, uh, this time of year, towards the end of the year, um, uh, build up time, wet season time, those big girls, they're down at the uh, the mouths of the uh, the rivers uh, reproducing. So, yeah. and then what happens is obviously as the wet season comes in, all the rivers rise, and uh, with that high water, uh, the barrows can swim back upstream and get back up into their freshwater billabongs and things like that and uh, back to their home uh, where they live throughout the dry season. Um, but they need that, that river flow, that, that high water to get back up there again. So, uh, yeah, so your last big barrow was um, a yeah, fair while ago? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hopefully we can get one in uh, men's sizes, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was was a comment on the video somewhere.
1: Uh, It's funny, because you do get negative comments every now and then, but this one... It's definitely a negative comment, but I actually found it really funny, it's clever as well, like yeah, someone literally cool. messaged, like it was Ash Knight. we did, oh you mean young boy, I reckon it might have been that video and we're out there, yeah. we, we got like, I think the biggest one was a 70, your last fish, yeah, yeah, it was a 70 something and yeah, we caught some legal fish that day you know but the, none of them were like big girls you know so mm. this one fella gets pipes up and says yeah oh do you guys catch any barra in men's sizes mm. I'm like, oh man <laughs> so um, that's 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 it's right we can take a bit of shit. yeah we <laughs> no, no, we're, of shit. We're, we're we're all right we're happy with ourselves
0: absolutely <laughs> mate so um... yeah so what's been in the news this week um mate i just um had a look yesterday there's uh the sea rangers and uh, parks and wildlife have won an award um, so firstly, um, so for those people who don't know, we've got the Sea Ranger unit here.
1: Yeah, um, so the Sea Ranger's all across the Northern Territory. Yep. But this was specifically our ones here. Yeah, so our Sea Rangers are? They're the uh, Liantawiriara, which means uh, people of the sea, that's in January, in that the, uh, Liantawiriara.
0: Yeah, so um, our Sea Rangers here—they've uh, teamed up with Parks and Wildlife and a couple of others, and they've been out um, doing some um, seagrass surveys, and uh, they've just won a um, an award for uh, for mapping that says so the the Territory Natural Resources Management Collaborative Research Award for twenty twenty three. Sea mapping surveys, S- seagrass, seagrass mapping, mapping yeah. surveys. So, what on earth is that? So they've. Um, they employed a, the help of a, a mothership came down from up the cape somewhere um, yeah, okay. a big cat yeah, cat okay. style um uh, i think charter vessel but um the fishing charter vessel that was, that was had their season finished um they came down from at uh, the top of the cape somewhere and uh basically they went out for well, i don't know a week or two weeks and uh Went right along the coast from here, basically from around the MacArthur River area right up to nearly the Roper, I think. Yeah, and right. um, yeah, basically mapped uh, portions of seagrass and. And Basically, I think just trying to get a better understanding of where the seagrass is, where it's where it's not, um, so that way they can manage things like um, uh, dugongs and sea uh, and uh, sea turtles and and all those things. You know, manage those habitats for those creatures that rely on it. Because obviously, dugongs um, are called sea cows for a reason. They eat the seagrass, yeah. um, and and so do turtles. And uh, so yeah, they want to map those areas and get an understanding of where they are, so that way later on uh, down the track they can go back and, and have a look and, and compare so is that seagrass getting better or is it is it declining and then they can they can manage um, manage things from there so so yeah yeah big shout out to those guys for um for winning that award that was a yeah, well yeah, done. Top effort. So anything like that, that happens in the air is always, uh, always good. So, you know, so then um, for those people that don't know, so we've got um, sea rangers. So that that's the sort of stuff that sea rangers do. I know I've had quite a few tourists say, oh, what are, what are the sea rangers? People we've heard about the sea rangers. What do they do? So they do all, all manner of things um, and it's not just you know, on sea country. They do it on the islands. And yeah, something. managing and, wild pigs and uh, all, all yeah. Yeah. Uh, pigs and uh, they manage uh, all, all fishing as well so um, you know they can um, you know uh, maybe inspect um, people's fishing catches and stuff like that uh, they do all sorts of research so I know um, sometimes the boys the commercial mud crabbers will will um, take one of the uh, sea rangers on the boat with them for a few days and do uh, surveys of mud crab stocks so they'll, they'll they'll literally count how many males how many females how many undersized crabs out of every pot, of every pot. so yep. and they'll do you know over over the course of a week with several guys working on several vessels they'll do you know several hundred or a thousand pot lifts um, and, and work out so and they do it every year sometimes a couple of times a year yeah and again that way they can manage the um, the stocks there so obviously yeah. if they do that for you know they've been doing it for the last four or five years now if they uh, you know they do it again next year and and there's a, a, a downward trend of, of, um, population of, uh, of a species, then they can, they can manage that. So they can, they can, you know, um, restrict fishing or or whatever needs to be done. So, and yeah, they work in, in, um, with the territory government and, um, the the NT government's fisheries and, um, water police and all, all other people as well. So, so yeah, they do a pretty good job down here and, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yes. They're all, all indigenous staff there
0: yeah yeah so yeah. it's it, all indigenous ranges yeah, yeah. so i've got them all throughout the northern territory i think they have probably got them into state as well i'm not not sure but so all throughout the territory so um not just it's not just sea country on land as well they do it as well so you know all the desert country and that they have their aboriginal range and indigenous ranges yeah that um yeah make sure everything's you know going right in their neck of the woods and they you know use um um you know their uh, their methods their own methods of uh, of land conservation and things like that as well so you know working hand in hand with you know um uh, sort of our, our way of de- de- dealing uh, you know dealing with things like uh feral animals and pests and things like that and then they have their way of dealing you know cultural ways of doing things like cultural burning and things like that they, yep. they do so um so yeah that's that's basically um he has jogged a memory for me with pests Mm -hmm. um a fellow that i
1: ran into at the bar down here um a few weeks back now he was saying him and his son would uh drove out at night and use uh thermal optics or whatever the one that you can see animals and that is that thermal yeah 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 Yeah. um yeah and he said they came across a lot of cats yeah you certainly don't see them during the day and i drive all all around the yeah around here you know and you don't see them but he reckons at night they saw heaps of them yeah yeah for so
0: that's, sure that's a, that's
1: a problem because you know how much wildlife they kill
0: yeah for sure and I, mean, I think that's um one thing at king ash bay is is not no cats allowed yeah absolutely so, not, uh, not here so yeah if you're ever visiting you can bring your dog but yeah no, no cats no cats allowed mate so um yeah and that's that's for good reason too because that's what happens they they uh you know Cats get out and then they go and breed and, and you know, they kill all the lizards and, and skinks and birds and everything. So, um, uh, and that, yeah, that's another thing the sea rangers do as well. They uh, they trap um, cats and things like that on the islands and get rid of those and cane oh, toads yeah. and things like that. So anyone that's been here, been down to the barroom, had looked, there's actually signs there saying don't take um, cats to the islands or anything. Um, obviously, we've got the national park there at North Island, but but that goes for all islands. Um, and obviously, most of those islands here, well, all those islands here are private property as well. So, so um, uh, you know, people shouldn't be going out there without permission anyway. But certainly, if you are going out there, you're not allowed to take any cats out there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get them out there. So, what else has
1: been going on? Oh look, on my way up yesterday, um, when we were going out, when I was going out to meet you, mm. on the way out um pass a group of boats all just sitting there they were they didn't look like they're in distress or anything but um they'll just sitting there having a yarn or whatever i drove past in the big wave like like you do and they all just stared at me (laughs) Uh even afterwards i gave them the thumbs up and still nothing they look at me as if i violated them
0: Mate, it's um, yeah, one of my pet hates um, and
1: I'm on the river um, every day. that's why I brought
0: up, as I know for a long time, you, you can't stand non waivers. Mate, yeah, that's it's very frustrating. I mean, most people around here are pretty happy yeah. and uh, everyone's just saying g'day. And yeah, oh, mate, it's, it's not even to be on the road as well, you know, like you, you drive down the highway in the territory and you yeah. wave, to, wave to everyone. Yeah, everyone. I, I think maybe they're Victorians, mate, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we um, promised we um, wouldn't we're we're say we're too right. much <laughs> negative about but Victorians. Put too much shit on anyone, but I, I think they're Victorians. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, if, if you're travelling, you know, you're travelling up here on the road, you waves to people, it's just, you know, just say day. This is a way of saying g'day without saying g'day. Yeah. And you're in the boat, like... There's no one for a million miles. You might only see one boat a day. It's not hard just to, you know, lift one finger and just, yeah. you know, or tip the hat yeah. as, as people go past. It's really not that hard. And
1: there's so much communication in that simple little wave. It's not just a hello. it's a, yep, yeah, everything's good here, mate. Yeah. And then they wave back. and means, yep, yeah, all good. <clears throat> Pardon me.
0: Yeah, so it's a, yeah, that's a very, very frustrating thing. Yeah, I, well, you know, I get really frustrated when people don't wave. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've nearly pulled up a few times. <laughs> Turned <it> around. <laughs> is, it, is it? mate? What's going on? Did you, you see me mean? wave or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's not hard just to say day, yeah, but, um, yeah. the, the, you know, it's, it's like people uh, backing their car down the middle of a boat ramp. So, you know, King Ash Bay, we've got a, a two-lane boat ramp, and, uh, you know, fair enough, some people aren't, aren't the best at reversing, but if it's big, if it's out I have
1: been known to, uh, you, you Utilise the zigzag method on the way down. No, nah, okay, all right. <laughs> Most
0: of the time. <laughs> no, it, it is difficult for some people, especially uh, you know some of the nomads and stuff. They have uh, you know they've got big trucks, you know you know F150s, F250s, that sort of thing, or you know John series Land Cruiser, and their, their tinny's only 3.7, and they're you know they're they're only a metre and a half wide, so you know they're very hard to see in the mirrors at times, but. Um, but yeah it is a very frustrating thing too when people back down the middle of the bloody boat ramp and two-lane boat ramp um, and and even more frustrating than that they back down the middle of the boat ramp then they stop and then they start unloading the stuff out of oh, their car yeah. and putting it the in their in. boat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, taking the strap off you know all those sorts of things yeah. like yeah that's that's another very 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 frustrating thing that happens in late. yeah well on, on crab load up day we'll uh
1: well I should have plenty of footage of that to show you mm. um but yeah crab load up day when the big truck reverses down the boat around there and all the crabbers come in like you guys just take up half the ramp one day a week for an hour, mm. you take up half the ramp. People can still cut, people get a bit shy, so you, they, we always have to sort of wave mm. them down, but the half of the ramp is still hundred percent open. Like, yeah. so it's, you haven't taken up the whole ramp, even though there's a big truck there.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, even the, even the truck only, only needs one side. Yeah. And obviously some of the boats, cause we, when we, um, for those people that don't know, just to give you a bit of the, uh, a visual of it. So when we're loading crabs onto the truck, uh, there's, you know, uh, about eight nine boats that load uh, most weeks so the truck literally backs all the way down the boat ramp um, until it's almost in the water so that way we can pull our work boats straight up to the back doors of the truck and we can all, all the boys jump in the back of the truck and one boat at a time comes in and we literally lift our crab crates with our crabs in it into the back of the truck they're all live they're all, all still live tied up in baskets with wet hessian on and um, they get loaded into the back of the truck we take our empty crates and, and, and fresh hessians, Hessian bags and um, all our bait out of the back of the truck, put it in our boats and then the next guy comes in and so when there's a bit of a line up at the boat ramp on those mornings when we're loading we always make sure in between um, boats unloading crabs we make sure if there's a line up there we pull up for a minute, let let a couple of boats come through and uh, move out of their road so they can you know get that line down and it's, it's all just about being courteous, you know, it's just boat ramp etiquette and and you you really know the tourists here because it's there's generally the people that start yelling and carrying on yeah. and waving their arms around and, <laughs> and it's one hour a week that's yeah. that's, the, that's the only time you're there you oh know? well that's it and it's you know <laughs> you see it you know when it's peak season there's a lot of people here you've got 150 cars or 150 boats going out during the day and and everyone wants to go at, you know 6 7 o'clock in the morning as the yeah. sun's coming up uh you know and there's you get a line up there and oh, it's always you get people arguing and carrying on down there for absolutely no reason where it's much easier if you're lined up and you're bloody 10 cars back jump out of your to walk down and give blokes a hand for a minute yeah. you know especially you know you have a, some fellas you know they're, they're getting on in life and they're uh they just want to go and do a bit of the fishing they're retired you know you're retired you're on or you're on holidays there's so no need to get upset about it just uh take it easy go down and give someone a hand especially if they're doing it by themselves yeah you know in the dry season we've got wind blowing up the oh, uh up yeah. the river and uh you know it's hard to get boats back on the trailer and things like that so you Shout out mm. to Mel and Marco. That from earlier in the year, remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah. They spent, yep.
1: they spent um, oh, hours each afternoon down at the boat ramp. Their, their boat's still there. Like mm. they haven't even put theirs on the trailer yet, and they're just there. Every person that comes in, they just go hook <laughs> in, help help them get them on, get it on. Like, oh, are you guys, right? Oh no, no, we're just we're just helping the people get <laughs> yeah, their boats on. Yeah, uh, Mel and Marco, I reckon from, oh, y- in New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they were, they, we met them for the first time this year. They just come up. They were top blokes too. Yeah, yeah, we had good fun. Hopefully, hopefully see them again next year.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. They were, um, like, yeah. Oh, get really on the
1: podcast. They'll, they'll have a few yards. I'm oh, certain.
0: Oh, mate, yeah, they're they <laughs> they're in. That's been some real good yards, <laughs> having, fellas. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's you know, it, it goes without saying most of the time, but. You know, you travel all the way up here, you spend two, three, four days in the vehicle getting here and uh, you're here on holidays or or you're retired, there's no need to be rushing around at the boat ramp and arguing. and carrying on with other people down there. If somebody's, you know, taking a bit too long, go and ask them if they're all right. Go give them a hand. Somebody's struggling yeah. to back their car down, you know, you can politely ask them if they want a yeah. hand doing it. Don't just go straight to negative, like, yeah. you're, you're on holidays, you know, Yeah, just chill. Yeah, well, some, some blokes, you see them just about rip blokes out of the car, and I'll oh, bloody do it for you, I'll show you how to do it, whatever. And they ones tend to be the worst ones <laughs> yeah. as well, so. Well, my
1: wife Jazzy, she's like, she, she's is uh, uh what's the word for it, like shy, uh, not shy, like, so she's not she's not overly confident at reversing but if there's no yeah. audience she can do it she takes yeah. a few times but but she can do it mm. um, but if there's an audience around she'll literally just go, walk up to like I'll be in the boat ready to drive it on and she's gone up to reverse the car back and if there's people there she'll literally walk up to Blake and just give him the keys <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh okay and then they'll reverse down and I'll drive it on you know yeah so definitely um, yeah a bit of, bit of stage fright almost you know yeah well yeah my is the saying you know Katie Katie
0: can do it perfectly fine no worries at yeah. all it's, she just doesn't have the confidence the confidence when, that's what I was when, for, yeah. when, when people are there watching when there's an audience yeah. Yeah, she's exactly the same she just doesn't have the confidence to jump in and, and do it well i mean sometimes she doesn't have a choice because i'm in the boat and i just i just needed to needed to happen sometimes you know we're fairly busy got things on and yeah. and they need, need to get, get it happening but um but yeah it, and and that, i think that lack of confidence for some people stems from being at the bow ramp and seeing people get the shits with other people and carry on you know but f- f- you we know when there's absolutely no need for it so yeah so boat ramp etiquette guys yeah Ready uh <laughs> yeah and if you've got any yarns about it any funny stories anything like that <laughs> or better, any videos <laughs> Yeah, video, videos anything yeah yeah that's it mate so uh yeah if you've got any any funny yarns any videos anything like that photos you can send us in make sure you do it yeah, yeah get amongst it so um um actually we were down there earlier, yeah, this year. And um, we were down there loading crabs, and, and you came down just to say good day, have a coffee, or whatever. And uh, the uh, houseboat, there was a uh, tinny off the back of it, mate. Oh, yes. Hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah so go well walk. that's the
1: thing yeah to see over in the in the distance there's there bar uh, yeah a, a boat sitting upside down behind a houseboat. i'm like oh that, that shouldn't be like that and say so, yeah
0: yeah r- r- rather than just sitting there and taking photos like everyone else and i and, can't and, believe any people just whip their phone out and start taking
1: photos of someone else's misfortune it, it frustrates mm, me mm.
0: yeah so uh so yeah we went and, and uh went to if they were right and you know they'd, they were working out some insurance stuff and whatever yep. and um you know we ended up giving them fellas a hand you know they were packing up to go home that day and you know they well had a fair bit on so you know we just jumped in there and give them a hand and you know uh got their boat over into the shallow water and, and actually all the crabbers, all the guys there uh, jumped in and uh we managed to right the boat get it upright again and yep. uh, get it up in the shallow water um, uh, Bucket, bucket the water out, and um, <laughs> Hundreds of litres out in like three minutes. Yeah, get it floating <laughs> again and yeah, recover it all and got it back on the trailer for them and so they could sort the rest of their stuff out. But you know things like that, you know, like that's just I think it's just the way it, it is here. You know, um, uh, certainly with us and, and most people you get here is like that. But you know, there's there are things to keep in mind anyway. When you when you go to places like this, if you see somebody else's, you know, uh, you know had a bit of misfortune, go and give them a hand. You know. Yeah. You know, there's no need to uh, no need to carry on. And speaking of giving a hand, I mean, we're uh, just in our pack-up stage here at the club, mate. Yeah. And uh, I think we've got a job on. We're going to go down and anyone that's been to King Ash Bay before would we know we've got uh, big shade sails that cover our uh, bar area. So at uh, Gropers Bar and Grill, there's a, a big centre, big pole in the centre of the um, in the uh, area there, and uh, it yeah. Uh, supports shade sails. It covers the whole the whole place, so that uh, you're out of the sun. But this time of year, obviously, we've got to pull those down and and uh, pack those up for the wet season. So if we get big storms and or you know heaven forbid a, um, a cyclone coming yeah. through or something like that, so they don't all get destroyed during the wet season and uh, remove all the speakers and stuff off that pole. And
1: yeah, well, it, get, it all needs to be done before yeah before big storms hit. There's a, yeah, I, I reckon you might have been there as well one night. Yeah, when the shade sails were still up and a storm came through, and it actually ripped some of the shade sails, and there's all these metal shackles and that flapping around, and everyone's huddled in behind the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, they. Uh, they, what we're planning to work and be, are we?
0: I think so, mate. Yeah. So the next couple of days, we're gonna, uh, a few fellas, um, we're gonna uh, get stuck into that. Actually, one for here, Frank. He's, he's right onto it. He's very experienced. He's done it plenty of times. Always, yeah, okay. always uh, lends a hand. So, um, and uh, between him and, and William, our vice president, uh, and uh, us two buffaloes, mate, we can do some heavy lifting, maybe oh, for him, yeah. <laughs> and uh, go and get that packed up. And uh, we already moved uh, some of our beautiful new uh, tables that Steve made for yeah. us this year. To, uh, anyone that was here late this year or actually check out King Ashbury Fishing Club Facebook uh Inc. page and um see our new bar top and uh some our new uh, uh bar tables that are in the uh the area there. The eating area. Very yeah, right. special. Yeah, yeah. Really, really nice. Um, I don't know what is, it, what is it red gum or something like that he's made it out of uh, people ask someone asked me last night and I'm like them. I I think it's red gum or something like it's it's from down um um uh, Kalangadu from down uh, South Australia. So uh And yeah, Steve Steve got it all sent up for us, donated it all, got it sent up. Cut it all in himself, but he sanded it all, got it all nice, and then uh, he spent a lot of hours on that. Many, many hours on it because he was doing it across from El Place. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, many, many, many hours getting it sorted, and uh, he's done a great job with it. Come up really, really good. Um, he's actually got some, uh, one of them's got some uh, uh, sections cut out, and then uh, actually lures put in there with when yeah. uh, they got epoxy resin. Yep. Yeah, so um, yeah, all nice fishing theme. And then another table supposed to be the metery table, so uh, you're only supposed to sit there if you've caught a meter in before so but, uh, not but supposedly you can get in someone who has caught a meter he can invite oh. you to that table I don't make the rules I just follow yeah so uh, so yeah so we, we packed those up uh, yesterday didn't we? or day before yesterday we packed those up and yeah. uh, got them out of the rain so they're not uh, not getting wet and yeah getting ready for set up again yeah, next can't year can't wait for
1: the members like to see like a lot of the people that come up every year
0: that would have already left by the time that all got installed. Yeah. When they yeah. come up next year they're gonna they're gonna love it. Especially a lot of our members wouldn't have socials and stuff as well, yeah. wouldn't have Facebook and things so they they wouldn't have seen it yet. So Yeah,
1: plus yeah. it's way better in person than seeing oh, it. Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. <coughs> it's yeah, it's awesome. I mean I mean I was there the night he, he finished it off, um, you know, finished coding it and stuff and mate it just looks absolutely unreal so anyone that's been to king Ash Bay before would know we just used to have the sort of fairly standard sort of kitchen bench top you know yeah. um chipboard type type bloody um bar now we've got a you know proper proper heavy duty red gum bar which looks sensational yeah so um let's talk about spotify for a minute again
1: yeah uh we're out on the houseboat and we'll listen to a few different songs i thought you know what what if I start a Golf Mudcrabbers playlist? So I, I put a few songs in there. Uh, I've made myself and Ash an admin, so Ash can add songs to it as well. Um, but I've made it a like a public playlist. So if you go to Spotify, type in uh, Golf Mudcrabbers, you should find the Golf Mudcrabbers playlist. Yep. And in there, uh, you can just listen to the sort of things that we listen to every song in there. It has a meaning for, for us. Every single song has a story. We, so a couple of them, it's just because we like them a lot and we listen to them for like three weeks straight. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like Kate McCannon, by Co- Colter Wall, for Cole example. Colter Wall, yeah. The, yeah, you, you couldn't go anywhere without it, without hearing that on yeah. at, on Ashes' boat or on my boat or at the bar, or we just had that playing everywhere. Very, very. If you
0: haven't heard of Colter Wall, go and check him out. is sensational. Yeah, just a
1: young fellow, but he sounds like a eighty year old. I don't know how to
0: to explain it he he sounds like he's been smoking about 10 packs of cigarettes a day for the last 30 years yeah but um, but turns out he's only a young fellow I think he's from Canada
1: yeah Um, either Canada or very north in America
0: yeah yeah. and he he actually works like as a like station or ranch hand yeah that's right
1: yeah it was uh, what's his name Um, Joe Rogan tried to get him on the podcast and then he's like oh well (laughs) maybe at the end of the season but yeah yeah, I've I've, I've still got like (laughs) fences to fix or still still a mushroom yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, Rogan, Rogan actually loves him
1: and uh, yeah he, well we he would never have known it was we listened to Rogan so yeah. we would never have found out about that song without
0: yeah. Rogan you know yeah well, he, well he's definitely blown up now yeah uh, uh, oh, not quite as much as one of the other ones Cold to Wall mate he's got uh, oh, uh, Richmond north of Richmond yeah what's his name? Uh, 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 Oliver Anthony yeah 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 so which that's not
1: even his real name no, yeah, because he he was on Rogan. Yeah. And, and he spoke about that. Yeah, it's, uh, that was his
0: father's think, or uncle's? Who, I think grandfather's. Grandfather, yeah. Grandfather's okay. name, so. So, yeah, so uh, but he's really good. At Richmond, North of Richmond, oh, obviously, everyone in the world heard that song yeah. 16 million times now. Yeah. Because, filmed on a you know uh iphone 7 or something like that in his backyard yeah uh, real story yeah that's a yeah that's a, and it's a great song too really yeah. really really good song actually mate i'm hoping to get to cmc rocks next year yeah. he's actually come to cmc rocks oh no way yeah he's come to cmc rocks so he went from yeah five months or so ago to you know apart from his mates and his family no one knew him uh to now like he's traveling the world doing his music yeah wow so um so it, yeah well everyone's heard of him so.
1: yeah yeah um, so that's the sort of stuff that's on there as, as we said everything's got a story there mostly just, country there's a lot of country music yeah. in there yeah we love uh zach bryan yeah um zach brown zach brown the, the bryan yeah <laughs> <laughs> the bryans the zacks the olivers the yeah. oh, uh luke bryan luke combs yeah the luke luke's combs, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we Was get that, amongst all of them yeah yeah, so that's the sort of stuff. So if you are interested, at all just jump on there and have a look. Um, yeah, yeah, just just out of curiosity, if you want to say listen to what we listen to. So we'll we'll constantly be up upgrade updating that. Yeah. We'll even take requests if you if you got a song that you if you, you now you know what sort of music we it's like. It's got to be worthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we we won't just automatically add it. <laughs> no, no, we've got to listen to it for like four weeks straight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. gonna be alright, mate. We had a, a cracker of a song this year, thanks to our oh, Irish friends. Oh yeah, Matty and Maeve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, um, this year, anyone that's been here this year would know that we've employed mostly backpackers to work as uh, our bar staff and kitchen staff. So obviously, we still got our, our bar managers and the kitchen managers and uh, the management committee that run the place. But the actual, um, in terms of actual actual workers, we've uh, had uh, yeah backpackers. So. Uh, Canadians, um, uh, English, uh, and Irish. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And we, yeah, well, we had four Irish, or well, two Irish couples. So yep. four Irish people here this year. But yeah, Maddie and Maeve, uh, they are our first, and um, yeah, they put us on to um, the uh, that cracker tune, mate. The bee's wing, mate. Bee's wing. Yeah. yeah. yeah amongst There's it. There's a
1: lot of look. lot of versions on it. We we happen to like the uh, Whistling Donkeys yeah, version. Yeah.
0: Yeah that's, yeah, that's I think. Well, that's that's the first one that I think we proper got into. Yeah, so. that's right. So, uh, but that, that's, that's,
1: that's a the of a song. Yeah, yeah, it's so. not the original version. But yeah, it's all
0: about the story and the lyrics and yeah, yeah, yeah. M- music for for us, so Mike and I are a bit different. So, like, I like music purely for the story in it. Ash
1: listens to the words, like from the from the beginning to the end. The first time he listens to a song, he'll get a connection with the words, like the the lyrics. Yeah, with me, I'm more of a I'll, I'll listen for the song like the the music like the, does it i connect with the music and then then after that that's when the the lyrics come in usually yeah. afterwards you'll say oh, you, i'll say i like the song he goes oh do you know that well that's about a guy that went up the mountain and crashed his motorbike i'm mm-hmm. like what <laughs> yeah. yeah that was almost the story of where the wild out uh, where the wild things are oh My yeah La, luke combs yeah, his, yeah. his brother moved away
0: and yeah 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 and I, yeah anyway <laughs> yeah another cracking song yeah, yeah that, that's, that's in the list yeah, yeah that, that is in the list um, what was the other one that was in the list that we listened to bloody heaps oh um Elvis Shane Elvis Shane Sundress uh, Sundress yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's is a, he coming mm-hmm. to CMT Rocks yes he is yep. yes I thought I saw his name there yep he's CMT Rocks uh, 2024 as well yep. so so yeah I'm, I'm hoping I've got tickets i bought tickets try to call Mike into Callum but how does I'm that not. fit in around your uh, Vegas trip Vegas trip, mate. It's just after, so it's the week after you get back. So, um, yeah, go to go to Vegas, uh, obviously to watch the Broncos play. Yeah. And now, hopefully, the Zoo Brothers are going to be fighting. Yeah, uh, you got any on updates there. on that from last week? Not, they not yet. Anything? No, no, I haven't seen any confirmation. There's a lot of chatter about it though, so they're they're really trying to make something happen. So I hope, really, really hope they do, because that'd be that'd be unreal. Um, and actually, if anyone's going to Vegas, if you listen, if you listen to this and you're going to Vegas to watch the Broncos play, uh, here to send us a DM and we'll, and we'll catch up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a podcast from the Legion <laughs> Stadium before the kickoff. <laughs> oh, go. No, uh, no uh, yeah. In all seriousness, if anyone's uh, if anyone's listening to this and you're going to Vegas for for the footy or the fights, because I'm going. To, I, I mentioned uh, in our first episode, I think, or our second episode, yeah, yeah. that I'm um, going to Vegas with my um, brother and my old man, and so. I Obviously, we're all keen to go watch the footy. They're not that keen on boxing, so, um, so if we go to the boxing, it'll be solo. So if anyone else is going, to, going over there and they're... Um, uh, or it just so happens, if you're listening in Vegas, um, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe have a few good tips for us. Uh, maybe we go watch the boxing. So, um, yeah, i will be super keen to go have a look at that. I really hope they, uh, they get something squared away for that and then boys get amongst it um yeah booked all our flights now so uh obviously our international flights been booked for a while but um all our flights around the states and accommodation now my brother just uh, rang me yesterday and told me he's got it all sorted so um so yeah really looking forward to that um yeah yeah i've got to say thanks for lunch mate thanks for lunch yeah yes this this a
1: legend (laughs) <laughs> Allegedly caught three barra in three casts yesterday. Well, not
0: on camera, so it never happened. I was, but I was, um, yeah, so <laughs> I was feeling a bit sorry for you, mate. So, um, obviously, yeah, I got three legal barra yesterday, and being the end of the year, and I'm just about, um, just about pull boats out and everything like that. So, I thought I better, uh, better try and keep a couple of fish for uh, take up for Christmas up to Darwin. If I go up there to my brother's place for Christmas, better take some barras up there. So, um, yeah, I kept a couple, and uh, one I thought, oh, well, I'll. I'll I'll fill it one up today, and I'll uh, make some lunch, make some uh, wraps. I've been hanging for some fresh barra, so yeah, made some uh, made some barra wraps. Got some some stuff for the server here. Mate, and I found they had uh, these panko breadcrumbs. I love panko breadcrumbs, but they had these peri peri style panko breadcrumbs. Oh yeah. So um, so that's what I used to crumb them. So yeah, but he uh, just, yeah, filled the it tastes
1: like a the bit of extra zing in him.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's that was the peri-peri uh, the uh, uh, breadcrumbs, mate. They were oh, very, very good. And back to... Uh, and then the sauce. But Maddie and Maeve, Maddie the and Irish Maeve. backpackers. <laughs> the Maeve
1: right. got us on, they came out and stayed on the houseboat one night. Yeah. And Maeve brought out this mayonnaise sauce that she'd made. What, what is it? So it's, it's
0: yeah, mayo and uh, Keith's curry powder, mate. It's so that, yes, mix some curry powder in, mix it up. Yeah, and I, it is unbelievable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask them how they got it back in the bottle too, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mixed it out of the bottle and then thought there's no bloody way i have got that back in there so um but yeah i'll tell you what try that if you haven't i hope that's not some like secret recipe mate from like uh you know oh, well. <laughs> all all the way back to st patrick himself or something like that. <laughs> but anyway yeah so uh, yeah a bit of mayo and uh keen's curry powder mate well it yeah. goes unbelievable on fish it's so perfect. uh so yeah made some wraps up yeah got some stuff for the servo and uh yeah made some wraps up for lunch mate to, um yeah, crumb bar. I made fresh, fresh, fresh crumb bar. Yeah, nothing, um, nothing beats it really. Curry powder mayo. Let he, uh roll it up. Actually, I wasn't even going to make him any, but then uh, Katie said, "Oh, you better take something, Mike." <laughs> he didn't catch any barrows yesterday. He could bring home so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, and actually, we took some of big Pete too. Oh, did you? Yeah, big Pete loved it. Oh, he would have for yeah. sure. Yeah, he was just about to make lunch when Katie arrived there oh. so um, so yeah I no, went, went quite good and um, yeah I've took a couple of photos and stuff along the way there so we might be able to put a put a thing up so you can have a look see what it looks like it's been great so far heaps of comments on there especially on YouTube and stuff heaps of good comments on there yeah Th- and thanks everyone that's that's commented on there because it means it does mean a lot anyone with any um, you know uh, sort of positive criticism or anything like that that um, you want to put in there let us know if uh, Uh, doing anything that you know you think we could improve on or something you know don't be scared to put that there Um, don't be a dickhead we'll just Block you? <laughs> no. Yeah. no uh, but no. Any, any oh, Romney, uh, Romney
1: Brown? Yeah,
0: yeah, any Romney Browns there, mate. You're, you're gone. Um, so, um, no. Uh, any any comments that we, would be great, um, either on the YouTube or on uh, on our Facebook page. And again, any good yarns or anything like that you've got, make sure you message messages. Send us some videos. Send us some pictures. Whatever. Um, yeah, if you send us stuff through, we'll um, we'll put it up for sure. So um, uh, yeah, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, what do you reckon? Shut it down, bros? Shut it down, bros. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, look at that! Oh, <laughs> Guys in the Gulf.